Welcome to the chaos episode of Weekend at Effie's. Effie spends the first part of this episode getting some shit off of his chest, and then we get into the lowdown of teaching classes, going to Indiana, uh, thinking you can make the drives, throwing up on stuff, and then also getting uh, upgraded to first class. Plus, we have a very special, special, we have a very special snack review from Pitar this week. Weekend at Effie's. It's a magical place all the time. Well, especially this one. How's that? Pitar. Hello. How are you feeling? Sleepy boy. Yeah. I've been sleepy boy too. Um, no, he's not a sleepy boy. Bebop's very excited today. And he keeps playing games with me where he runs away and he doesn't, he pretends that he knows I'm there, but he won't come inside. Uh huh. And then he waits as long as he can to go to the bathroom. <laughs> And I think he just needs to be outside more. Okay, you two. Let's not go crazy. Okay. <laughs> I'm not I'm not getting him in, in the middle of that. Come here. I got you. Bob. Okay. Let's trade. Let's trade. Okay. Come here. Ma'am. Come here. Go over. Hey, you come here. Okay. Come to daddy. No, you got to come over here. Ah, ah. That's how they feel. That's how I feel. Honestly. I was very upset all weekend. Yeah. I feel like I have to get it off my chest a little bit. Or I'm going to keep being upset at everything. And I don't want to do that. I don't want to be upset. But there's a lot of things that i'm upset with i'm using upset instead of angry yeah maybe i should just say angry maybe she should just be angry i got angry about one thing and then it led to me being angry about everything uh is that i don't i don't want to be angry i don't want to be angry just let it out let it out good um they this promotion this weekend booked this pedophile again. And, you know, I think I have to uh, let go of the fact that wrestling is ever going to do anything correct or do anything right. Yeah. Uh, but I'm very angry that I have continued to try to make wrestling a safe, accepting place where people don't have to deal with pedophiles and obviously they're not going to deal with them at my fucking shows or where I am involved in. And I have recently been, um, sort of flexing my power a bit more to say, this is how it goes when Effie is here. And this is how it's going to go. If you want my fans to show up or my fans to feel comfortable and it doesn't really matter what I do that, you know, they will continue uh, doing whatever they think is right to do, and that means just including people who I thought we were kind of done using in wrestling, and that, you know, there's sometimes when you can get a second chance. You can have a second chance, but not when you're making uh, the lives of children dangerous. Yeah, no. And not when you're, you know, coming on to people who can't give consent in the first place. And then I started thinking more about how, like, 
you know, there's this thought in wrestling right now that, you know, we're not going to get new fans to come in, which is bullshit because I continually bring new people to wrestling. But then I'm kind of looking around going, you know, what a great place to bring new people into this beautiful house that I've tried my best to clean and organize and uh, wipe the floors of when not only do issues like this occur, but then I look at like the two major companies in the the world that have professional wrestling and they also are just walking up to the front door and just taking a big fat shit and including um, sex traffickers at the highest levels and they're hiring people who have been known to assault women uh, without any problem and it made me even angrier and then I was angry because the fucking hierarchy of our business is to work really hard at, you know, my level of wrestling, which is independent wrestling, which a lot of people see as sort of just a step stool to the next stage or like a little step that you go through to get to the next stage. And then I realized if I was of that mindset that I basically would be asking for a salaried position somewhere where I uh, would have to shut my mouth if I didn't agree with the fact that they were hiring a rapist or hiring someone who made women feel unsafe or making business decisions, bringing in people who I thought as an industry we were kind of past, you know, after they have, you know, been outed as sex pests or outed as people who are bad. And that to maintain uh, the higher level of being a part of this industry, that you would have to just be okay with that or shut your fucking mouth or not complain when they are using rapists in high level TV positions just to maintain um, because we're happy there's an alternative and we're so happy that there's so many places to work. And I think I kept getting angry because I'm not going to work for any of these companies. And because of that, I am going to have to continue reinventing the wheel and pushing the ball up the hill to make sure that what I'm doing is still um, interesting and exciting while not also making this part of my personality all of my personality because people are still just coming to have a good time. And why is it on me to keep every shithead out of the business? Why is it on me to uh, help, you know, all the children who don't want to be a part of that sort of, uh, piece of work and don't think that that's okay because it's not, I'm not just the only one standing here going like, we don't think this stuff is okay. But then I was even more frustrated because I've devoted my life to professional wrestling and no matter how many changes you make or how many gay brunches you run or how many shows you come to and sort of teach people to be like you, uh, they will still prevail and there will still be shitty people everywhere around every corner waiting for you to not be looking because they know they can get away with it if you're not aware of what's going on. But it made me even more upset because it will be harder for me to notice in the future because I'm getting fucking stupider. And in the past few weeks, my balance has been really off. I've been really susceptible to loud noises. I've been very susceptible to... Um, bright lights and flashing and clearly this is like side effects of concussions and it's not something that is going to get better over time and the longer I continue to do this out here as sort of an outlaw person um, the worse my mind will be the worse my brain will be uh, and with all of that I'm also gone every weekend 
and I came home this week and it's very hard to come home and then you don't feel great because you, you know, have to exert every ounce of your energy every weekend to make this job happen and to continue at the highest level of this job so that when I get home and I'm a part of my real life and I'm with my dog or I'm trying to hang out with my partner or I'm with my friends, I'm not giving them a hundred percent of what they deserve. And this dog is laying there begging me to play and go out and do things. And I can barely functionally do my laundry some weeks. And that's very frustrating to devote yourself to that all the time and get home and not have any real life. And then my brother's about to have a baby, which I have not seen him in well over a year. I barely talk to my family uh, because the times when I'm available to do so are not very um, convenient or my body is completely giving out uh in those times where I should be reaching out to my family or checking in with my family. And then you don't want to be too honest with them because it's not fun for them to hear that your skull is split open or that, you know, um, your sensitivity to light is getting worse as a 33 year old or to explain that you probably should be walking your dog more, but you're not able to do that. And then it sucks because you look around at a lot of people who are passionate about professional wrestling and they're passionate about uh, making their career um, as exciting as my career. And they're, uh, you know, passionate about there being alternate paths to success over having to join up with the fucking rapists and shut your mouth so you can get five minutes of TV time and feel validated in your career. And it feels like if I stop, then it kills a whole fucking section of what wrestling is supposed to be in the future, which is safer and uh, more open to interpretation and successful without the need of someone telling you you're doing great. And then I think about how recently uh, my body has been put on the line with Mance Warner, and that's fine. But then I have my dumbass friends sticking their nose in the business that I asked them not to, and they are also being stabbed in the face, and they're going to deal with the same shit that I'm dealing with to the point where Allie's over here telling me she doesn't need help in her fucking rope match this Friday. Oh, it's a Texas bull rope match. I'll be fucking fine. That's great. I'll handle this for you. Like she's not putting herself into complete danger while also putting herself next to me, which makes no fucking sense because if she has any hope to do anything more in this industry, she would probably stay away from the guy who fucking uh, tells everyone that their product sucks and points out all the flaws and everything they're doing and continues to just uh, spout what they consider offensive language when it comes to the way I put wrestling together. And I've kind of had to come to grips with the fact that um, all of this stuff making me angry doesn't really matter because the real problem is that I'm so fucking addicted to figuring this horrible puzzle out. And I think there's some sort of solution to the puzzle of professional wrestling that every time I get another piece of the puzzle put in, and every time I feel like I've expanded what the meaning of the business is, every time I feel like I've expanded uh, and, and understood more of what wrestling is, you just look at the puzzle and there's more pieces missing than when you put a piece in to make it fit. And 
I think if I left, I would just be itchy all the time. And I would think all the time about how it wouldn't be as bad if I was there, because at least I would have a grip on things like one person being a part of something would have any fucking grip on this entire big business that is going to eventually swallow me up and spit me out as bones. And so I think I'm um, angry and trying to understand why I am so angry at myself because I don't know how to get out of it. I don't know how to get away from it. I am not saying this with any intention of leaving. I'm not saying this with any intention of doing something else with my life. At this point, I don't know what the fuck else I would do with my life. I walked into the gas station and he said, you must be a Hollywood star. No, I'm just the idiot who gets beat up every fucking weekend in hopes that you will buy a $20 autograph and sign up for my Patreon. That's who I am right now. And I don't know if I could ever go back to working for another person because I don't think I could explain these sensitivities. I don't think I could explain uh, my ego running rampant, which is an efficient part of what makes my business good right now. And I am angry that I have gotten so deep into this that uh, the only solution is to continue trying to slay the dragon until the dragon eats me alive. And then in the end, hopefully... Uh, someone will know that I was there, but I don't know if they will. And so I've just been very angry at all of it. And I've been very angry at what it's left me with. I've been very angry at um, the fact that I can be this successful in a business and still sort of be left with absolutely nothing, that I am sort of expected to continue. My year is booked out through fucking I think October, November right now, you know, my partner's reaching out to me saying, could you take a weekend off in October uh, and go on a trip with me? And I'm going, that weekend is already booked. And that's fucking absurd that I've devoted so much of my time and energy to that, or that I come home and I am barely able to cook us a meal, much less give anyone, you know, any real attention. Um, I socially can't hang out with anyone because the only thing I know to talk about is wrestling. And then I get mad if they talk to me about wrestling. It doesn't make any sense. And I'm tired of being angry. And I hope that I can uh, flush this out of my system. I hope that I can at least express this to you that these things are not making me happy. Uh, that they can, they could make me happy, but I don't know how to turn off in my brain what this is doing to me. And I don't know what the solution is. And I don't know how I can let go of the fact that um, I'm not going to be able to really fix anything in the end. And I don't want to be angry anymore. And I don't want to turn this into some corny promo, but I just need people to understand like it is um, exhausting to do what I do. It doesn't mean I'm going to stop doing what I'm doing, but I do think that in the next few months, I'm going to have a chance to sort of at least focus this laser of hatred out of my system, and it's not going to be on myself. I don't want to um, hurt myself in any way, but I want to at least find a solution to why it makes me so fucking mad all the time to be a part of wrestling, and uh, hopefully throughout expressing this to you, you can hear that this is something that is good to get off of my chest, but I just need uh, at least one target to sort of let it out on where I'm allowed to do that. And so I hope that if things don't work out uh, this weekend and things continue as I expect them to, that um, I'm sort of explaining to Mance Warner that after I've spent the last few weeks with my fucking skull split open and continuing to have to work because I have to work with staples in my head and trying to 
goof about it and be uh, as silly as I can uh, when I have uh, my skull split open in the middle and I'm in the bathtub and if I move too quickly, I almost fall down. Um, if I have a chance to let this out on someone, I hope that it be you, Mance Warner, and I hope that it gets uh, out of my system in a way where I don't need it anymore. And I hope that I can, uh, as a human being, adjust myself to not feeling this way about what I'm doing. And I hope that the people listening don't feel like they've been egging on this (laughs) destructive behavior. Um, But I do feel like there will come a time where I am not as uh, together or with it as I was. And so I'm going to take advantage of the time I have now Uh, where I still am. And hopefully things change in the industry. And maybe with more people, they will. But if they don't, I'm going to learn to not be mad at myself when I physically can't do this anymore. And it's still just a fucking cesspool full of people who are apologetic for rapists and pedophiles and shitheads and people who take advantage of other people because that's never been what I wanted to do. It's never been what I'm about. And I, for some reason, thought I could be the one that would come in and change everything. And all I can do is change the shit that's in front of me. And if wrestling wants to keep being shitty, wrestling can keep being shitty. I'm not going to be shitty. And I'm not going to be shitty even if it hurts me. So... Pitar, how are you? How's your week? Because I'm glad I got that off my chest. God damn, that's heavy. Yeah, it is fucking heavy. It is a fucking heavy thing. And some people are going, you know, the the goofy fishnet boy, what is he talking about? But other people are going, I fucking see you. I see what you're doing. And this is what I'm doing. I'm telling y'all, because that's what I do. This is how I feel. Cheers. Cheers. I actually had a pretty lovely weekend, but I will say it was one of the highs of highs and one of the lows of lows. And I'm going to be, as you've heard at the beginning of this episode, I'm going to be really fucking honest today. And I think it's good and I think it's necessary. And my hope was that I talked long enough in the first segment that you couldn't really find a good clip in there because I think they should have to listen to get to the fucking meat of this shit. But I think there will be clips in here. And if anyone is listening that was a part of this weekend that's going, oh, no, did we break him this weekend? No, you did not break me this weekend. I am being broken constantly and all the time. And I think that um, one day, eventually, I'll be able to look back and laugh. But for now, I am in the meat of the mix, and I am here to figure out what the fuck is happening. And this weekend was actually quite rewarding in a lot of ways. Did you have a good weekend, Pitar? It was fine. It was fine. I don't know how to transition from this. I just went on a bit of a chat. This is Weekend at Effie's. The only podcast in the world... We're a global, unleashed, outlaw pro wrestler gets together with his roommate every week and talks about what the fuck happened while I was out on the road, actually wrestling, actually being booked, actually seeing the people, seeing the fans, not waiting around fucking catering for my five-minute spot, not waiting for some dipshit to tell me what my job is, not waiting for a bunch of loser mid-carters who couldn't retire from wrestling to tell me how my match should go, but living as a real pro wrestler, as I would imagine a pro wrestler would, doing whatever the fuck I want to do based on it succeeding. 
Welcome to Weekend at Effie's. If you want to sign up for the Patreon and support us further, weekendateffies.com. We just did an actual um, lovely, kind, sweet, fun mini-sode about all the films we've seen this week, including J-Lo's This Is Me Now, along with my review of Madam Web and discussion of some other films that uh, came up during the week. So if you'd like that bonus content, along with vlogs, uh, planetary weather reports, dog footage uh and also my utmost respect oh and you get a merchandise uh discount that you can use at the highest level then sign up weekend at effies.com that's the only transition i could think <laughs> to do this weekend i went to two places but i went on a journey and part of me going on the journey was me getting my ego fucking checked because uh, one other thing that frustrates me and makes me angry is that I truly do believe I have an infinite spirit and I am bound by this fucking meat costume that is limited, limited, limited. The meat is being tainted and the meat is bruised and the meat is not as strong as the spirit. How's that feel? Uh-huh. You ever feel bound by your meat costume? Mm-hmm. Isn't it exhausting? Yes. You know, we have to remember that we are basically just sirloin taped together by neurons, I guess. I'm not going to give you an anatomy lesson here. Uh, But I found out the limits of my meat this weekend. Uh, First and foremost, I went to South Bend, Indiana, which I've never wrestled in South Bend before for RCW. And... This is of no shade to anyone because I agreed to all the terms, but I did land quite early in Chicago, then drove to South Bend with the promoter, and then had a little time to rest before I did something I don't do all the time, which is a seminar. And the reason I don't do seminars all the time is because of the weakness of the meat suit, because I don't always trust myself to give the best version of the seminar in whatever condition I am in. And another frustration of being on the road all the time is could I have probably sat down and made me and Peter both some money to actually just record the seminar Uh one goddamn time and made it downloadable for everyone in the world that even when I am dead and gone and turned to worm food, that they could still learn the way I think about wrestling and hopefully make some money. Yeah, that's very frustrating, but Currently, every time I give a seminar, I have to give the seminar myself. And luckily, we had a lot of people sign up. We had a lot of exciting students sign up. And it used to frustrate me that if I didn't give them every bit of knowledge that I had in my mind, that I was cheating them somehow. And now I give as much knowledge as I can, and I am hopeful that they all use that knowledge to uh, help themselves do better. But I'm not, uh, I'm not worried if it doesn't get all the way across because I have to do my best and I have to let it go into the wild. And so I do a unique seminar in that. Um, and I've done a lot of really ass seminars, not me personally. I have not given ass seminars, but I've taken ass seminars. One of them was just everybody cut a promo and I'll tell you if it was good. That was the whole seminar. Um, then there's always the seminar. That's so lazy. The laziest. And this is, 
this is the problem is I hold myself to a particular level of if you are paying me to teach you something, I should teach you to the best of my ability. I should give you as much knowledge as I can. Then there's the other seminar, which is 30 people signed up. All right. Well, 15 five minute matches and I'll tell you how they were. And everybody listen. Yeah, let me tell you something. Nothing gets across in a fucking five-minute match. Never has, never will. You didn't teach me anything to begin with, and it means you don't have anything to teach until you see things that you disagree with. So great, awesome, what a seminar. Or you just have the seminar of here's a legend, and if you don't take this seminar, you probably won't be booked at this promotion. So now I got to hear fucking 1980s Jim tell us about what it was like to work with old rapist flair for fucking 100 hours and quiet and shitty. And they go, Effie, could you be quiet back here? We're having a seminar. And I go, no, I can't fucking be quiet because this is my backstage and I'm a professional who's paid to be here. And I'm not paying that old man a bunch of fucking money to sit here and whisper about what it was like to be in WrestleMania. No one is taking these things with the seriousness and intention of actually teaching half the time. And so for me to come in and do it, it is a bit um, daunting to think that I can... Uh, overtake and change people's brains to be like me, but I am hopeful that even if they pick up on a little bit of stuff, that it will help them. And so we had 19 people sign up for the seminar. That is awesome. It's a great amount of kids. If it was more than that, it would be a little confusing. And I sit and I give them all my notes and I go through my notes and I talk for like two and a half hours. And then I take questions and I answer questions. And then all night, if they have questions, they come to me and they can ask more questions. And I even had something I'd never dealt with before, which was one of the students was um, completely deaf who was taking the course. And so between a series of here's a friend with a whiteboard and here's you with a, a voice translator, I need you to do your best understanding it using these methods. And luckily it worked pretty well. I had to talk a little slower because I have voice trans uh, coder and I had to change a little bit of how I would say things. Cause I do speak, if you didn't speak English and you were speaking to me, there's a bit of shorthand thrown in and some of it's wrestling shorthand and some of it's gay shorthand, but not all of it is completely understandable. So having to make the, um, make the, uh, voice recorder understand what I was saying was a bit of a challenge, but I think we worked it out and made it happen. And then I of course did the thing where like, I will put a note in something and then I will forget to go back to it. So I went and spoke with a few people afterwards who remembered that note I put in it. Uh, but I do think for the first time in their lives, they're hearing some of the stuff that I'm telling. And this was the first time I kind of realized like you do have a very unique voice for what wrestling is. You do have a very unique thought of what wrestling is. And you know what, whether you agree with me or not, I think you will find something when I'm doing a seminar that at least, uh, can stick with you in a way that will help. And even if it's stuff like, you know, how, how to do social media or how to do marketing or how to do your merchandise, uh, or if it's stuff like how I functionally put matches together or the motivation in matches, I hope that they will find something in there that works for them. And I kind of, you know, in a, um, what do you, what do you call it when you, when you're unsure of yourself? What is that called? Uh, de- like self doubts. I have self doubts about okay. whether the information is getting across. And sometimes it's like, if there's not enough questions being asked, I'm sort of like, Oh no, is this, is this horrible? But really it's like, sometimes this is just the first time they're hearing some of this right. stuff. And I have to understand that like, it can be a little overwhelming to give you <laughs> my entire brain's thoughts on wrestling in two and a half hours. And it probably is overkill because I don't necessarily think that a lot of people are 
um, not scamming carny ass losers in wrestling who are just going to take your money and don't give a shit if you learn anything or not. This is something that weighs on me to make sure I'm never scamming people in wrestling. Mm-hmm. How can I be a part of the carnival business and not scam people? Well, maybe you're a fucking idiot. Maybe you joined the scam business and you're trying to, well, let me live without scamming. What a choice I've made. Wow. The real, you know, the real, the real trick I'm going to pull. Everybody thinks I'm pulling a trick. I think everyone thinks I'm pulling a trick. The real trick is there was never any trick. It was all exactly as I said it would be. I was exactly who I said I was, and I and I wore myself out being that person. We need a we need to make Effie University a priority. It's a priority. It will save us, and there's so much money on the table, Pitar. I'm not saying I need to be rich, but I'm saying it's very dumb that I have not at least opened this. I get, I mean, I have 10 DMs this week that are people saying, can you look over my stuff and tell me what I can work on and tell me what I can do? And I would feel like a piece of shit if I was like, give me $50 and I'll tell you what you can do. But also, they wouldn't have to ask me if they went through this and sort of put their stuff through it. And I'm not ignoring you people because I can't, you know, because I don't want to talk to you. I physically have run out of time for myself and at a certain point, I have to just ignore certain things or I will not ever make it. And it's hard to see these DMs pop up or did you have time to look at this and go like, I just I did not have time to look at anything. And I'm sorry. Uh, but that's where I'm at. And that's my mind. And I did the class and it was awesome. And the kids all learned. And I say kids, but they're like, these are people, you know, of all ages, but they're at least adults. And I think I tried my best to give them all the knowledge and that night, thank God, uh, this was a debut for me at RCW, and I was facing someone who I'd been in a few, I think I was in a tag match once with, and a triple threat maybe with, which was Alex Van Sant, and Alex showed up and said, I guess I shouldn't wear my pink spiky jacket, and I said, no, you should, you should absolutely wear your pink spiky jacket, because I was in the mood of, if we both kind of look and act the same, are they going to be able to tell who's good and who's bad, and it turns out, they could. They could tell he was being a dick. They could tell I was being a nice dick. And we had a really fun match that um, I think uh, got the point across that people understood what Effie was about. They understood what Alex Van Zandt was about. And it was a successful debut. I remember someone saying, we don't do a lot of merch here. And that was wrong. Uh, But then again, I guess they're not Effie. Oh, yeah, we usually don't sell a lot of merch here. I said, okay. Well, I sold plenty of merch. Thank you, RCW. Thank you, South Bend, Indiana, for bringing me in. Uh, it was it was a great time at RCW. I enjoyed all of it. I enjoyed coming to new places. Uh, I think that I'm, once again, one of the few people who is, like, literally on the ground floor of all wrestling. Like, I know the indie scenes everywhere. I know who's everywhere. I know all the wrestlers. I know all the zones. I know all the all the different, uh, you know, territories, so to speak. And there is something validating about that. And I think eventually one day I will flex that I've sort of been in everywhere and been a part of every scene. Um, but it is hard when, you know, they're all hoping to be a part of a bigger scene. And you're going, guys, there's some problems up there. And uh, not being able to offer any real hope when they get to that point. Um, Max Recon was there, thank God. And I had agreed to come to a show the next day in Toronto. And when they reached out to me, they said, look, we can change your flight and get you home. 
is there any way you could ride up with Cole Radrick, who's already coming to the show? And I like didn't even look into this any further. And I went, that's one of my besties. Of course I will ride with Cole Radrick. And then I Googled how far Toronto was from South Bend, Indiana. And it said seven and a half hours. And I know what that means, which is like eight hours. So I had a hotel. They met up with us there. They were in Illinois wrestling, uh, Sage Phillips and Cole. And they met up with us, with us there. I had uh, Max Recon with me, who's one of my favorite refs. We've traveled the globe together. I've known him forever. We all met at the hotel room and then planned to leave at like 5.36 in the morning to make it there in time. Now, sometimes when I'm Effie and I'm wrestling at these shows, I feel like, oh, I got to go back to my roots, right? And I shouldn't feel that way because they would have driven. They would have taken over on the drive. But alas, oh, I got to prove that Effie can make the drives. Effie can do it. Effie's a guy who can uh, do any part of indie wrestling. I'm unstoppable. I'm incredible. I will do this entire drive to Toronto. I will do the full drive to Toronto. No one will help me. I will stop along the way if I need to, and I will drive this car. This is silly. Oh, it's so silly. This is silly. Okay, good. I'm glad you're saying this. Glad you recognize this. Driving. That that the term that gets thrown out a lot these days, uh, toxic masculinity. This is full toxic masculinity. I don't disagree. I we stopped at Tim Hortons. I love Tim Hortons. Had a little chicken wrap. Okay, Bob. No. We stopped at Tim Hortons. I'm sorry about Bob. He's a, he's aggressive today. <laughs> we stopped at Tim Hortons and I had a chicken wrap and then I was just fired up so I didn't really I didn't really eat that much on the trip. I drank some liquid. <laughs> Y'all are going to have to watch the video on this one. This yeah, the video is good. This is out of control. Um Good girl, loose. Good girl, loose. Either way, we we made a few stops. I got a few drinks. I had a chicken wrap, but I did not eat uh, enough either day. He's still right here. These cartoon animals. You're a baby, but you're crazy. Either way, we finally made it to Toronto. And I was, like I said, a surprise on this show, which I'm not going to argue with you if you want me to be a surprise, but also there were some people that tweeted at me. I didn't know you were going to be in Toronto, which was my worry. My worry is people are going to be like, we could have gotten tickets to see you and then didn't. It's no big deal. Northern Crown, you rule. When you bring me back next time, advertise I'm going to be there. I promise it will sell it out even quicker. (laughs) (laughs) Like it's a... It's fine. So I get there. I'm a part of a big scramble match, and I don't want to take you too inside baseball, but I was kind of on fire calling this scramble match, making sure everybody got their shit in, making sure I got my shit in, making sure there were creative moves, making sure we had you know moves that were using multiple people in them, because sometimes you watch a scramble, and it's like, here's the two guys, here's two guys, here's two guys, and it doesn't really coalesce as a full vision of a match. Uh, my music hit and went out. Huge reaction. 
crazy. People couldn't believe it. People after were like, I can't believe we even got to see you live. It's nice to get that kind of reaction and reception to a place where you're going, you know, is little old me who's never been on TV going to really pop the room? Well, I did. I popped the room. And as I got out there and I got in the ring, I I think I remember Aiden Prince looking at me and going, look like you weren't doing great. And I said, I wasn't. And as this match starts, I start to feel a little off. And I I say, ah, oh, whatever. And I continue the first portion of the match I'm in. And it ends with me getting suplexed and tossed out of the ring uh, after a few moves. And then I stick my head under the ring and I throw up. A lot. And then I get out and the fans go, get back in. And I said, I'm waiting for him to get beat up. And I suck my head back under the ring and I threw up some more. And then I wiped my face and I got back in and I did like four more moves and I kept doing moves. And then I took some more moves and then I got thrown back out of the ring and then I threw up again and then I wiped it off and then I got back to it and I finished the match. I did the whole match. I did every part of the match. I did my best to um, complete all my portions of the match. At no point did anybody know what was going on. Uh, I did not win, but I was, you know, involved until the very end in this match. And I came backstage after and I told the promoter, I'm so sorry. Like, I'm so sorry. They're like, what? I was like, oh, I threw up under the ring a lot. I didn't get it on any equipment because I'm respectful. My nose is so itchy too. I didn't get it on any equipment. I didn't cause any problems. I didn't get it on the tables, but there's vomit everywhere under the ring. And he said, are you kidding? Is this a joke? I said, no. Did you not notice? I said, no one noticed. And I told everybody in the match, I was like, I'm so sorry I threw up under the ring if I wasn't there for something. So you were there for everything. What are you talking about? Is that real? Were you really doing that? And it turns out my body had just sort of hit a wall. And I nutritionally was not well. I wasn't hydrated enough. I was hydrated enough to throw up. I wasn't hydrated enough. What did you eat that day? Like a slow-cooked chicken wrap and a donut and some energy drink and some water and some electrolyte juice. I don't know. It was not a wise nutritional choice. Uh, (laughs) It sounds like you didn't have a choice. Like your body was just done. revolting. Yeah, my body was like, nope, nope. Um, But also like... My body just sort of was like, hey, man, I think you've hit your wall. Yeah. And still, though, oh, come on. The Effie in me is like, oh, you better finish this match. You better keep being a superstar. You better get dumped on your head. Uh You better get thrown out of the ring. And after you throw up, you don't go, man, maybe I should chill for a second. You go, I got to get back in there for my moves. I got to get back in there for my my portion of the match. And there's something tough about that. And there's also something so idiotic about yeah. that. That that's the way my mind works is, hey, you're throwing up dramatically and severely. You should finish what you've started. Not you should get out of there. You should not be in the ring anymore. You should probably leave the area. But no, the people are counting on Effie to do what Effie does. So I got to keep going. 
after the match, I cooled off, chilled. I got to talk to a lot of good people that were there. Uh, Tarek and Amir Jordan and RSP and Josh Alexander, who's fantastic. Um, but, you know, I never second-guessed finishing the match or doing what I had to do or making uh, – making known that I was, I'm so tough. I'll finish whatever I started. Uh And I don't know. I don't know what to think about that right now, especially with how I was talking at the beginning of the show. Clearly, I think I'm going through some sort of metamorphosis of self that I hope will, uh, lead to, you know, sort of a, a confidence change or boost. But, you know, I had people coming up to me at the merch table after saying, this was so incredible. We can't believe we got to see you. And I'm going, they don't even know I just threw up under the bush. You know, they don't know I threw up under the ring. It was completely hidden. I was dying physically in a moment where everyone is just excited to see me be there. They're all cheering me on as I hide the fact that I'm dying under the ring and I'm getting back up and going right back into character and hiking up my tights and doing my bits like I'm fucking fine. Like it's cool. Uh, maybe I'm not. <laughs> I think Effie's fine, but not always. I guess I don't know. We finished, and they were all like, "Well, we're gonna hang out here for a while." And I said, "Guys, no offense to you, I got hotel points. I'm out of here. I'm done." I said, "I please don't take this the wrong way. I have these free hotel points. I would come stay with you." I cannot be in this room any longer. I do not drink. I do not smoke weed. There is nothing for me here. So I went back to the hotel room and I ate a shawarma. Had to get something back in my stomach. And then, because once again, I can't just turn it off. I was up and I said, well, you know, I got to be up in three hours to get on this flight. So I watched Mother, <laughs> like I said on the mini-sode. Uh, and... Then wow, the, the context of the viewing of that movie is way different than I thought. Yeah, <laughs> I had to go see what was up with God and his story, and uh, you could hear all about that on our mini sode weekend at fees.com. Uh, the shawarma was great, Toronto was snowy, it was ice cold. I'm so over winter. Okay, I figured it out. Yeah, it's a reality show, it's Mother the Reality Show. Which part? The whole movie. Like you you want to continue the series, you know, get a new actress every time. She's locked in the house like it's Big yeah. Brother. Yeah. Oh no, Mother the Reality Show. The Mother the Reality we Show. We got to tell Darren Aronofsky we figured it out. We'll get Brian Cox involved. He loves doing reality I'm shows father. that should be movies. <laughs> I thought I was signing up for Bond. I don't know. That's, he's got to fire his agent after that one. Uh, here's where once again, I doubt my skills sometimes, and I shouldn't. I said, I better get on this really early shuttle because it's international and I got to go through customs. And I want you to know that from the moment I got on the bus to leave the hotel, the shuttle, to the moment I got through customs and was at my gate, it was 28 minutes. I rode to the, to the airport. I checked two bags. I went through security. I got through customs and was at my gate in 28 minutes. And I had prepared for two hours of time. Now... I don't think you've done your homework yet, Peter, and it's okay, because I did bring you back some snacks for once in oh, my I life. Oh, I did my homework. You did your homework? I did my homework, yeah. Okay, so before we get any further, we've got to talk about the homework snacks I brought yes. you. Yes, Because even though I was dying, you know what I was thinking? 
There are people in my life that care about me, not just because I'm Effie. They care about Taylor and deserve to be a little part of things. And you know what? Sometimes I can be a little too egotistical in my travels because it's beneficial for me to worry about me. But you know what? My good friend Pitar has never gotten to taste some of my favorite Canadian snacks. And so now we're going to be talking to Pitar, my lovely roommate who has allowed me to just talk at you for this whole session about not only... The two best chip flavors, uh-huh. ketchup yeah. and all dress, yeah. but the coffee crisp candy bar. Yes. Okay. Which one do you want to start with? I'll start with the coffee crisp. Okay. Coffee crisp. Um, It's a little rich. I yeah. could have used just a little bit more. The crunch, nice. You wanted a little more cut of the coffee in yeah, there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. you're supposed to dip it in coffee. I think you're right. I think that's what I messed up. I don't know. I mean, I should have given instructions of that, but also like, I just like it. So good. Also, they use real chocolate. Like America uses. Corn I'm always syrup. a little surprised when I have foreign right. chocolate. When you have actual, yeah. yeah, and they use real sugar, and it's not corn syruped up. We can, we can't tell when we're in America, but then when you leave, you're like, oh no, yeah. they have different food expectations. Um, ketchup chips, fucking incredible. I could eat 12 bags of those. There's, there's a tank. so good. There's a tank. So good. And I didn't even get you the best kind, which are the old Dutch extra ketchup chips. Okay. But I couldn't find those, but I Damn. could find the Lay's, which were available everywhere. Um, and we need to put be putting vinegar in all of our chips. Yes. Like the balanced out of the all dressed with the vinegar and all the other flavors in there. Oh, so the all good. dressed. You yeah. got the ruffles all dressed. What was that like for you? It, I, it's a hard flavor to describe. It is a hard flavor to describe. It's there's so much going on. I don't know. We're God, we're such pussies about our flavors here. Yeah, but I, the way I described it to you was if you had described to a Canadian what barbecue tastes like, and they did their best to remake yeah. it, but yeah. it's nothing like it's barbecue. It's nothing like barbecue. But it's everything. Yeah, it's almost like a dirty ranch. Yeah, but I really enjoy it. So you're saying I should bring more ketchup chips mm-hmm. and all dressed chips home. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna bring you some other weird candies too. Okay. Do you know in Canada, Smarties? Well, and in England, they're a little. They're like M and M's, not like in the U.S. where Smarties are the little sour boys. Yes. yes. Okay. Well, I'll bring yeah. you everything. Yeah, we had those M and M's, not huge in Kenya. Smarties, oh, the Smarties? We would get like the the big rolls of them. So you're already you're used to the British colonization, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. huh? Okay. I like that. Um, so you would try again? You would eat again yes. these snacks? Yes. Okay, but I would say ketchup ranks number one. I'm going to bring you those old Dutch extra ketchup because yeah. it's even. Yeah. It's got the extra little. And it's not ketchup like American ketchup, like sugar. No. It's like the no, no, tang no, no, no. of the tomato mm-hmm. vibe It's what ketchup. ketchup should be. It's what ketchup should be. I love that. Well, I'm glad that you could have a good snack uh, test. Uh, I did get to the gate, and I had a coffee, and then I noticed a ping on my phone, and I had been upgraded to first class for my flight home. So after just a weekend of devastating drives and throw up and wrestling and trying to teach the children, I got one little bit of uh, luxury as I was put on the first class flight back to Atlanta. And I did uh, land and was picked up by AJ, and we went to eat at the Folk Art Cafe. Yeah. Which was so good. Yeah. I've never eaten there before. So good. It's right down the street. Uh-huh. What am I doing? It was delicious. I had, uh, I had a crab eggs benedict with fried green tomatoes, and I had the 
because you know what? I'm allowing myself a little sweet. I'm allowing myself a little excitement. And it was President's Day, and in honor of Jimmy Carter, we had the sweet potato Dunkin' Donut holes made homemade at the uh, Folk Art Cafe. And the coffee was very good. And I was just happy to have it. And since then, I've felt not great, not because of the food and not because of anything in particular. But I think my body was just like, you got to fucking, you got to sit yeah. down, dude. Yeah. And so I had a week of just devastating rest, which is the hardest fucking thing for me to do. Like, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to just like let things be. I'm sitting in bed feeling like shit going like, I should be vacuuming. <laughs> yeah. Why didn't I stream yeah. right now? It's very difficult for me to turn off and let go. And that's another thing that makes me angry. <laughs> I wish I could just go, no, it's time to rest. But I don't know how to do that or how to functionally do nothing. And I'm learning and I'm trying. But I have to learn to not be mad at myself for doing nothing, which is not easy. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. It's hard. Yeah. There's so much stuff to do that how can I not do when there's stuff to be done? But I will tell you, this weekend, I'm just going to Dallas for the one show, and then I'm coming home all weekend. Hell yeah. We're going to have the dogs here. I'm going to take them on walks. We're going to have fun. I hope to have a little rest. That's you. That's you, sir. Do a little pleasant streaming, not required streaming, just pleasant streaming. And we're going to keep the dogs excited, I think. I don't know if this will be a clip-heavy episode, Pitar, (laughs) but I think it's a necessary episode. And I imagine we probably have some questions from our loving Patreon subscribers. Thank you. And listen, don't feel like by subscribing for the Patreon, you're keeping me going down a dark hole. I just need to get it off my chest. Okay. And then we're going to go forward from here and be okay. Okay. What is your favorite snack to sneak into a movie theater? Thank you to Danny for this question. Okay, so one time I did sneak in a full Chinese meal uh, into the movie theater. It was winter, so I could bring my peacoat, and I brought in a full shrimp fried rice and crab rangoons, and that's my favorite I've ever done. But typically, I like uh, I like a little sour. I love sneaking in the jelly beans, like the good Jelly Belly quality flavor jelly beans. Um, but I'm also a big fan of dried fruits if I'm feeling healthy. Yeah. Or like a chili mango. I think a chili mango is good. I usually have some kind of reward I can use there. So I'll get my drink for like $2 and then I'll sneak in some chili mangoes or sneak in some uh, candies. I do also really like raisinets, but I like the dark chocolate raisinets. What about you? What are you sneaking in? Uh, Twizzlers. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Twizzlers and movies are like perfect to me. I think you're. I think you're onto something. Mm-hmm. Do you ever get the pull and peels? You ever? Uh, no. Not for you. You want the original. Me. You want the classic. <laughs> oh, that was good. That was good. Come here. Uh, great question. Great question. I haven't been to the movie theater in a second. Need to do it. You well, went no, last yeah, week. Yeah, I went last week. It feels like a long time. It feels like a long time in between. Um, okay. This is from Arlen. My daughter and I will be at the upcoming Dallas show. With that being said, have you ever gone out in Dallas? It has a historic LGBTQ community in Oak Lawn. Given the opportunity, do you ever just stay an extra day in a city and check out stuff? Or do you want to just get home? Uh, the answer is I want to get home. Uh, I never stay anywhere very long. I also feel like I'm, uh, 
not that it's true or anything, but like if I'm staying somewhere extra long, I'm like vacationing on work time and I shouldn't do that when in reality it would probably be nice to not rush back as soon as I get somewhere. Uh, so maybe it's, I should. It's hard to combine the vacation and work though. It is. It's very hard. Cause it, either the work ends up suffering or the vacation ends up suffering. Yeah. Or you, I just like, sometimes I'm like, Oh, I'm just here spending money that I made yeah. for my job. Yeah. Uh, I've driven around Dallas a good bit. I've never gotten to spend a long amount of time there. Uh, the yeah. last time I went to Texas and hung out and vacationed, I went to the Alamo and that was pretty cool. Uh, but then I went to the Alamo with someone who turned out to be a piece of shit. So I can't even like really share the pictures of me going to the Alamo. So I don't know. It's uh, I would like to see more of Dallas. I'm so also you're, you're trying not to remember the Alamo. I have to forget the Alamo. Mm -hmm. I have to forget whatever happened. In the do Alamo. you go do downtown Dallas with the X marks the spot and all that? What? What the is this? JFK. Oh, I've seen the spot where JFK. These allergies are killing me. Yeah. I was just out in that fucking. Ugh. Uh, I've seen where he got sp shot. And one one theory people have not brought up. Allergies. Well, yeah. Allergies, there was no gun. Like, it was just allergies. You think he just paid the guy off to shoot him? So he can, you know, go to I'm sick of this Argentina shit. or whatever. If allergy season is about to kill me, isn't it? Ugh. I'm over it. Gets you. We'll get you some honey. I need honey. Uh, okay. I ordered a chicken and an egg from Amazon. I'll let you know. Oh my god. <laughs> you know, I think they. What if they both came at the same time? You know, in the movie Mother. I'm just kidding. I'm not gonna. Um, okay, this is from Jerry. Marvel request. I know uploading can be tricky, but could the Patreon folks get that mix of wet ass pussy and yellow goodbye yellow brick road? Uh, I worry we're gonna get in trouble, and so I haven't uploaded it anywhere, and I probably should. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Is the answer. we'll see. I gotta blow my nose. This is crazy. Okay. Oh my I'm back. I'm in it. I'm sorry. Um, okay, this is from Gina. Will we get a live podcast for WrestleMania week? If so, do we get first dibs on tickets? Uh, I don't think for WrestleMania week. I know we've been lazy about setting this mm -hmm. up. But also, I just, once again, Philly is a mess. It's already a mess. There's less wrestling shows than you would expect. Uh, it's hard to get around in that city. It is hard to confirm venues in that city. I know there's a lot going on already, and... There's so much that you would be competing with if you're to put stuff up right now. It just feels like this is the time to pause and not do that. Uh, I am trying to just get through this big gay brunch and move on with my world. And it will be a great show and it will be magic. But when I tell you I am getting into Philly, doing my work and getting out of Philly, I don't want to involve anyone else in how fucking crazy and over the top this is going to be to get this done and get home. So, no, there will not be a live Weekend at Effie's at WrestleMania. I'm sorry. Sorry, Peter. You got stuff to do. I got stuff I to do. That's, yeah. That's Even fine. Allie was like, we can split a car and we'll be together and I'll have my car there. And I was like, Allie, I don't want to, I'm not getting stuck with anyone. I'm leaving when it's time to mm -hmm. leave. You like to socialize. That's great. Leaving. Done. 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 I'm already done. Um, okay. This is our last question of the week. This is from Julie. Will we ever get a Twitch stream of Effie and Peter playing some kind of fighting game? Because this sounds highly entertaining. We should. I'm I, down. 
I uh, I don't plan my streams out other than Monday, and that can be a little bit frustrating um, for setting up a time with you. So uh, I need to figure out when I can get the PS5 back over here. I know there's some good ones on Switch, but the PS5 is a little more uh, wide for fighting games. Mm -hmm. Quite a few on there. And uh, yeah, let's set something up. We'll do something. Hell yeah. But also sometimes I stream so long that like when I've done it before with AJ, he'll like want to stream for like an hour and then he's like, okay, I'm leaving. And I'm like, uh, all right, I guess we're just going to change this whole thing. So we got to set the time limit uh, that you want because I like to, I just go when I'm yeah. streaming, I'm streaming. Yeah. That's it. We're all done. right. Well, just remember this people. It's not all bad. Sometimes you got to vent and it's going to be fine. Weekend at Effies.com. Sign up for the Patreon.